Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, yo, yo. This is Stephen, USSR Robinson on Powerful.tv. A big fight weekly for a special fight at Focus with Chris and Stu. Tune in. Boom! A warm welcome. This is episode 35 of Big Fight Weekly on Powered4.tv. But we've got a special double header today with myself, Stuart Palmer, and Chris Hume, my cousin and co-host. And it is a special fight of focus with none other than one of the hottest prospects on the UK scene at heavyweight, Mr. Steve USSR Robinson, all the way from Newcastle from the tune, our special guest today. Chris, you all right? How do you, mate? All good, mate. We appreciate you sparing the time, Steve, coming on. We know you're busy training and you've got a lot on. And, uh, yeah, I think the best place to start with this, Steve, is uh, your recent win on the Boxer card at the Utilita Arena up in Newcastle. What a fantastic display. Uh, Reese Barlow was very game, though, wasn't he, Steve? Yeah, definitely, which, which played into my hands. I mean... The minute the minute we said at the at the press conference in the way, and the minute he said he was coming out of the fight, that's just, you know that that was perfect for me because when you come across a negative fight, you become negative, and you know when when you come across somebody who who just goes on the back foot and, and becomes a negative fight, and I think it brings the the brings the worst out of you. So for Reese, the Reese come out and you know he come to fight and they played into my hands. Chris, he caught he caught with a. A good one at the start, didn't he? Um, just was it, was it a check hook in the first couple of minutes of the first round. Yeah. How did that feel? Did he have any power? Uh, listen, he's he's a he's a heavyweight he's a heavyweight boxer. You know, 16, 16 and a half stone man. It's if he caught us, if he caught us flush, I'd, I would have felt it. But I think you know what what shots may look flush on TV. I think. You know, you you just have to look at Joe Joyce and Dubois. And I think people thought Joe Joyce was getting called flush, but you know, we're, we're trained day in day out of raid shots and what might look flush on the TV catching you. You know, you 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 you're sort of taking the blunt of the punch by bobbing or weaving or 
you know, catching it on your shoulder or catching it at the end. So, as I say, what 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 looks flush on TV, it's very different when you're in the ring. It, you know, it doesn't it doesn't feel as flush. Well, we'll talk That's about flush because your finish, mate, in in that in that fight was flush because it was like a, a swooping uppercut and it sort of flung him to the side of the corner. You know, and pretty much made him fly. Um, dead impressed <laughs> with that. And that's the first fight, obviously, I've seen you fighting. Obviously, shoot, sort of brought your attention to me. Um, I was just dead impressed. You, you were a big, big guy. Um, you know, and we see the likes of Tyson Fury. Um, and, you know, you see, the, you know, you sort of, your type now is you guys can move fast with your height. Uh, I like to say, I was dead impressed with this, your speed and your footwork, your footwork as well to go along with that finish because the finish was sublime. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's, it's funny because. I went back to the corner and I actually thought it was the left hook that knocked him out. I can't even remember coming back with the right hand. I can I can remember slipping what what we're working on, what we've been working on was to slip and high that left hook. And I remember slipping a shot and high on the left hook. And I went I went back to the corner and I says, Oh, I says, did, did was it the left hook? And Mark says, me, me coach, he says, No, no, you come back, you come back with the right hand. And I, I can't even it until I've watched it back, I can't even remember sort of, you know, working, working. But it, we'll work every day on kinetics. I mean, Mark's a massive, massive believer of, of you know, kind psychology and, and making sure that whatever shot you're high, something naturally comes back. So if you're high the left up, I cut the right hand, comes back. If you're high the left hook, the right hook comes back or the right up, I cut. And, you know, it's never one shot unless you're getting your distance and you're jabbing and you're jabbing. There's never one shot. There's always something coming back. And and Mark and Giuseppe, my coaches, are, are a big believer of, as I say, you know, the kinetics of the kinetics of your of your body and how how naturally something comes back. So, it you know when when I've watched it back, it it, it worked it worked well and it landed flush. And like I say, fair play to Reese come out of the fight and good on him. Steve, I was going to ask you as well. Being at the utility there, you know, your home city, your hometown, what was going through your mind, you know, being up there in Newcastle for the fight? How was that? And now, obviously, you know, COVID, you know, lessening and being in front of, you know, thousands and thousands of people. What was going through your mind on the way to the ring, you know, and post-fight as well? Yeah, yeah. I had, so I had 40, I had 44 amateur fights and I, I lost six of them on a split, on a split decision and... I was always, always a slow starter because of how relaxed and laid back. I mean, Mark, my coach, he'll, he'll, he'll force us to warm up. I'll be sitting in the change rooms with me with some One Direction or something on on my headphones, just listening, <laughs> listening to some... It's a bit, it's a bit different. Chilled yeah. acoustic music and Mark will be like, Stephen, how we've got an hour, we need it. And for me, it was... Listen, it was a dream. It's, it's surreal. Like... I still have to pinch myself every day to realise that that's what I've done. But when it comes to nerves and when it comes to when it comes to you know did I did I let did I let the atmosphere get a hold of us? It was just it's it's hard to explain because like on the Monday people were coming up to us in the gym and people were coming up to us in the street and they were saying oh you must still be up to height and I was like it. You know, if, if I worked at T-Mobile and I made 10, 10 iPhone sales in a day and I made me quarter for the month, would I be up a height Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? It, mm. it's, for me, it's work. It's, yeah. it's, it's, not a, it's not a hobby. It's, not, it, it's, it's, it's work. It's a lifestyle. So although it was, 
you know, it was a blessing and what happened was 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 a great buzz. At the same time, come Monday, it's it's back on to work towards me next one. And as I say, work's work and regardless of what you do by work, you know, you, you make a sale or you do something well at work, you, you you just get back in and make the next sale and make you know, work on work on what you've done wrong, what you've done well and and, and, and bind it all together to go to the next one. Absolutely. Now, you said, obviously, you know, it was a devastating KO, but I've heard from you in interviews and stuff after, you're saying you want to showcase your technical side as well, because you can do that. So, yeah, just, just doing that style of boxing, maybe, you know, in the next fights, you know, I know you're like, you really want to show your technical side as well as your power. It's It's been, it's been hard because I've had, I've had four, I've had four fights now and, you know, three of them have been finished within a minute and a half. Um, the third one, the third one was was as I was saying earlier at the start of at the start of the live was against Phil Williams, who is the most negative boxer I have. I've never ever come across a boxer like it, and he got into my head because I was so frustrated and him grabbing us. I was so frustrated and him just backing up and covering up, and it, it really psychological. But but it was a learning fight for us because. Mm. You know, I looked for the knockout. The knockout didn't come, and I looked shocking. Like if I watch that back, I look absolutely atrocious. And you know, I know fine well. I've seen it in sparring. I know I've got a technical side. Always, I know. You know, and and that will come. And I I don't I don't read negative. Com- I don't read comments. And you know, my mom my mom does. My friends do. You know, my family do. And the amount of negative comments of of a fight that was on for a minute and a half. And, his footwork's terrible. He's he's leading with his chin up, and he, and you just think how how can someone justify mm-hmm. commenting? I caught I caught Reese with a check left hook. I think it was thirty nine seconds in. Now I'm I'm an analyst, you know. I'll go and I'll watch me fights back over and over and over and over again, and I'll I'll sit and I'll I'll write everything down of what was working, what wasn't working. But obviously, I you know it's a minute and a half in, and I caught him with a check left hook. 39 seconds in now a minute and he spat his gum shield out and I hit him with a one two to the body and I heard him wince then the gum shield went out and listen course I seen red I knew he was hurt so the next 30 seconds was me going to knock him out and you know it was only it was only 20 seconds after his gum shield come back in I hire a big left hook I miss him and then the next one is the left hook and the right hook which knocks him out so for these people who are sitting behind the behind the keyboard, listen. If Johnny Nelson or Carl Frock come up to us and said, "Listen, Stephen, you know you need to do this. You need to do that." Or somebody who's a, 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 a connoisseur of boxing, an analyst of boxing, who comes up to us and tells us, "Listen, I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say fair play. I'll learn from it. I'll take it away." But when you've got these people sitting, you know, who are the same people who would probably sit and call him Anthony Joshua, you know, two-time world champion and a gold medalist, and sit and call him Tyson Fury and like I'd start with Wallen when you know when he didn't fight his best, and the, the same people just seem to be popping up on everybody's. You know, the, the, they seem to be perfectionists while they're sitting eating a pack of Doritos with a can of Fosters in their hand. <laughs> who, dr- who drinks Fosters these days? I always thought exactly. Then people who are writing on uh, calling yeah. Fosters—they're the type of people uh, who are typing dirty that, bad dirty. things. Uh, yeah, we Chris. Chris will t- tell you, we, we have it with, you know, there's always negative in there. And as you say, it's just they've never boxed around in their life. They've never trained boxing 
So I, I do, me and Chris, you know, we we see it all the time as well as you see it. But, you know, I think like you've got to switch off from it, haven't you, I guess? Oh, definitely. I mean, it, it's in it's in all walks of life. You know, you just you just have to look at that poor Jesse, Jesse Nielsen from, you know, Little Mix. I mean, that, that you know, she, when you watched her documentary and she was talking about taking our own life and, and mm. you, you're just sitting here, you, honestly, you're heartbroken by it. I think that the impact these, these, you know, without swearing, these D heads have on people without swear even away, mate. You can, you can swear, mate. You don't worry about that. It really is unbelievable that they don't take any any consideration of what they're doing to the mental health of the people. You know, and they're the same people that will probably be sharing posts of Caroline Flack and of Mike Theassis. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, these people who have who have taken their own lives because of mental health, they'll have been sharing, you know, to get behind them. And and then, the, you know, in the next breath, they're sitting tight and he's shit, he's, he's this, he's that, he's footwork, he's this, he's that, he's slow, he's... he's and you just think, what? You know what? 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 Why even? Why even? Te- but listen, everyone's everyone's due an opinion. But I don't think anybody can take an opinion from a minute and a half fight from when I had him hurt thirty nine seconds in. And as I say, mm. you know, I, I knew I knew the stoppage was coming as soon as as soon as the gum shield come out. As soon as I heard him wince, I knew that that you know that that stoppage was coming in the next minute. And I, and Correct. yeah. Sorry, Chris, because uh, I've had, I've asked a few questions, so yeah, I'm sure you've got plenty to ask, Steve. Well, I, I obviously she's probably well informed. I'm the I'm the uh, mixed martial arts side of things, so I, I know you don't know enough about UFC to have a conversation now. Um, but where did you start? You know, obviously we'll get into you playing football in Hong Kong, but you know, what made you make the switch from say playing football in Hong Kong to becoming a professional boxer? So I went. So I come. I come back from from Hong Kong in 2014. It was um, it was January January the eighth, 2014. I come back off the back of I had I had snapped the ligaments in my ankle four or five times, and there's a there's a martial art. Funny enough, as you speak about martial arts, there's a there's a, my coach. He's he's a recognised martial art. He's, he's got he owns something called Hung Sao Do. Mm. Which is a he's called Giuseppe Bavona. I mean, you, you, you know, you can you can research him. He's a, he's a seventh dan in Hong Sao Do. That's his own recognised martial art. And I've knew I've knew Giuseppe I've knew Giuseppe for years. And I started speaking to him, and he says, "Oh, come down, come down the local boxing club." He's he's also the boxing coach at Vision where I box now. And Mark, me me manager and you know second boxing coach. He he owns Vision and. I went down just because I ballooned up to 135 kilo after after playing football sort of at a high standard from the age of 17. The weight just flew on as, as I've done nothing for six months as I recovered from an injury. So I walked down the gym in February at, at 135 kilo and by July I had my first fight. My first fight I was 132 kilo and I, and I stopped the guy in the first round. And, I remember it, it was it it was a Bishop Auckland Social Club and it was against a traveller and I re, I remember the atmosphere and you know the whole buzz of it I just thought wow this is this is this is unbelievable like and I've always had a winning mentality I remember whenever we lost for football the lads would be out in the pub drinking and I it used to piss us off that they would be enjoying themselves and I used to think how can you We've just lost a game, 4-0, or whatever we've lost, or 
you know, and you you were talking about ways are going tonight, and you know where we're going tonight. Are we going to one try? Are we going to downtown Moncop? And I'm sitting thinking, I, I don't understand it. And from from walking into a gym, I knew after that first fight that was it. Um, and I've never picked up a alcoholic drink since. I've mm. I've sacrificed so much. I've sacrificed stag dues, holidays, birthdays. I've lost relationships. I've lost friends off the back of it. And from two thousand, from July two thousand and fourteen, my first amateur fight. I think I've pretty much been in a seven-year camp where I've, you know, I've I've just said, right, that's it. You know, I'm I'm giving it. I'm giving it me all. And I, I've done that, and I've I've thoroughly enjoyed the ride. And you know, it's 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 what I've what I've achieved in in within sort of let's say five years because COVID's been two years. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I've been boxing seven years. I walked into a gym seven years ago, but let's 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 say five years. I've been competing for, and you know, I'm a massive believer of anybody in all walks of life, whether it be work, whether it be you know, whether it be to join a join a team, join any sport. Anybody can do anything if they've got the right mindset and the right people around them. And I think if you've got negative people around you, you become negative. And if you've got people telling you you can't do this, you can't do that, you won't do this, you won't do that, I think you won't do it, you can't do it. You, you believe in what they're saying. Whereas if you've got positive people around you and the right mindset, I think anybody can achieve anything. I really do. Good mindset to have that. You know, you in life in general, and then, you know, obviously with, with your boxing. No, good good words there, Steve. Chris, another, i got another question for Steve before I ask the next one. I'm seeing a load of comments here for you, Steve. Fire, fire him up, absolutely. All right, T.O. I'll start from the beginning. Okay. Uh, we'll go with uh, Pete Layton. Scott well had the first comment. So Hello, Pete. You've been viewing us now for quite a while. Good to see you. So, yeah, all right, lads. Hope you're well. Question for Steve. How does he fancy his chances against Del Boy or Dillian? Also, if he continues knocking out opposition fast, does he feel he could earn a title? Good question, that, Pete. So, yeah, Steve. Listen, you know, the thing is with the thing is with boxing, say anything, you know, it's like... You, you, you see upsets in, you know, and let's look back at football. You see upsets in the Carlin Cup. You know, you might see somebody like Blyspot and beating Blackburn. You might see somebody like Leighton Orion, you know, getting a draw against Man City. And it's the same as boxing. You know, you've 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 got levels uh, like you have at football, but there's upsets. It's heavyweight boxing. You know, the thing is with the thing is with boxing, you need to, you, you know, you need to once you're there. You, you, there's no coming back down once you, you know, once you, once you come back down, there's, there's, you, you can't keep, you've got to keep rising and you've got to yep. keep going up. And listen, people, people will criticise me for for taking the Respallo fight on and digressing a little bit from this, from this question. I, I, you know, I boxed forty-four amateur fights within the space of four years. Then I turned professional in September. I boxed my first fight October, my second fight in December, my third fight March the 1st. COVID hit March 15th. Mm. So I boxed 47 times within five years. So I haven't boxed for 18 months, which is why I took the Reese Barlow fight. I, you know, and as I say, people might criticise 
me for taking that fight and, and think, well, he's took a step back. You, you know, listen, it's heavyweight boxing. There's no step forward. There's no step back. Anybody that steps through that ropes is a warrior, is a Spartan, and hmm. they deserve all... I agree. They deserve the same amount of credit as the person who's 40, you know, one to 40. I was one to 40 to beat me Sparlow. You know, one to 40. That yeah, is man. absolutely crazy. Why? It's heavyweight boxing. That's like men. That's crazy odds at the at the bookmakers. But at the same time, take nothing away from Reese. He come out fighting, and you know, Del Boy, Del Boy and Dillian, two fantastic fighters. You know, Dillian White deserves a title shot. Del Boy, you know, he's had some bad losses, and did he lose against Usyk? I would like to have seen that rematch. I think Del Boy deserved that rematch. I think the two fantastic boxers and. I, if I'm going to speak the truth, I don't think I'm at that level yet. I'm still, you know, I'm still three fights in my pro career. One, sorry, four fights in. One fight went the distance, which was shit, which I can't even look at. So three, let's look, let's talk about three fights. Okay. I've technically boxed. I've technically boxed. In them three fights, I boxed one and a half rounds. I boxed for four and a half minutes. You know, I've, I've getting early knockouts, but is that going to come... As I step up, of course it's not. You know, as I was saying earlier, people learn to ride shots, people take, you know. I know that's not going to come and that's when I'm going to have to box. And I know I've got that side and I know I've got that ability. But have I got that for 10 rounds? No, of course I haven't because I've never experienced. Yes, I've yeah. scored 10 rounds, but listen. Yeah, but it's different in actual rounds, fight, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Sparring 10 rounds in a, in a, in a gym where, you know, you go at your own pace and you've only got four people watching you to sparring 10 rounds in front of 13,000 booing and chanting and the atmosphere. And it's it's so different. So, you know, I've got, I've got a fantastic team around us. I've got great sparring. And, you know, I do, I do see myself getting to that level within the next 12 to 18 months, 100%. Otherwise, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be doing what I'm doing. But if I was to step into a ring now with Dillian or Del Boy, Hold me hands up. I don't think I keep them. I've got a punch as chance. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah uh, absolutely. You, know, you have. I don't kiss on his lands. I'm picking. <laughs> up. That's, that's that's that. You know, that's not yeah. me being being a dick, being big headed. That's not me bragging. I know fine well I carry power. You know, I'm I'm naturally I'm I'm ten percent body fat and seventeen and a half stone. So you know, that's my natural weight. I can't get any you know lighter than what I am. And, yeah, yeah, I can, I can get heavier, but this is, this is a natural man. This is my natural, you know, size. So I know, I know, I can put anybody to sleep. But as I say, stepping into a ring, I, I think, I think, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm ready for for that challenge as yet. But listen, ask us that question in twelve months, and I'll, I'll, I'll more than happy fight them. But as I say, to to talk about now, and as as for the question about the if I keep getting early knockouts, is the title going to come? That's uh, that's up the that's up the boxer and Sky Sports, but hopefully mm. I've, I've said I want to fight for a title and four five four five fights definitely. Thanks for your question there, Pete. Chris, what else have you got from the viewers? Uh, oh, he's got a good, good one. I you, sense you, a good one here. Well, uh, it's Brett, so you know right, what's okay. coming to you. Right, yeah, yeah. We Brett comments every week, Steve. He's a huge fan of the Paul Brothers. He loves the Paul Brothers. He loves what they stand for. So, yeah, hiya, Brett. What does Steve think about the Pauls being involved with boxing? Who wins, Tommy Fury or Jake? 
And have you heard Mike Tyson Logan could be next February? So, yeah, he's just encapsulating what the polls are doing, you know, in terms of social and what the media are doing. So, yeah, your thoughts, Steve? I think, I think it's for for me as a, for me as a boxing fan and a boxer, it's 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 great because they're bringing in people that may never have watched boxing before. You know, he's, he's a he's got he gets a million views on his YouTube channel, so they're million people. They might have only been you know two hundred and fifty thousand actually enjoyed boxing, so he's getting another six hundred thousand people coming to 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 support boxing. So. For me, you know, is it is it dangerous? Yeah, it's dangerous. You know, he's he's he's, he's fighting these people who, but between them, but the the fight and exhibition fights and you know, I think I think I think the whole Tommy Fury thing. I think Tommy Fury, you know, he has he hasn't really he hasn't really fought anybody as as a professional yet. And, you know, people criticise him for going on Love Island and loving himself and having the body he's gotten. But listen, the kid, the kid's been around the fighting family since he was born. He knows nothing different. He was, Mm -hmm. he was probably, he was probably in a barrel of hay when he was, you know, six year old (laughs) fight with his neighbour who who they had beef with. This is just the way they're, they're brought up. And, you know, has he boxed at the highest of levels that he could have? No. But is he probably a very technical boxer, and has he got you know has he got the right mindset, and has he got the right people around him with John and Tyson and you know all the others, hundred percent. And I think I think he'll be far too experienced for for is it Jake or Logan he's meant to be fighting at that. Jake, I, I might have to interject with you though there, Steve, that just because of you know watching, unfortunately watching enough Jake Paul fights now. Um, I, I think with Tommy Fury, is, he doesn't have the same footwork as his brother, and I know it, you can't really class them as the same because you know one, one, you know everyone's different. I just think as well as I think uh, Jake Paul's antics, and I think the pressure John Fury puts on him, and I said this to show off camera about saying, you know, if he loses to Jake Paul, he's going to retire him on the spot, and I think the pressure of if he loses, he has got to change his name for twelve months. I think it's a hell of a lot of pressure for a, a young lad against someone who can thrive off pressure like Jake Paul, it's a, I think that could be a problem for him in this fight where he's going to feel that pressure and I think he might struggle against Jake Paul. Not in the boxing aspect, but I just think there's the whole level of pressure going into it. At the end of the day, though, sorry, sorry. At the end of the day, though, the Furies know the Pauls hold the cards, don't they, Steve? In terms yeah, of, yes, you know, 100%. the money the money that he can generate, he's never, you know, he might never possibly generate the amount of income off the back of fighting him. Sorry, I jumped in then. But yeah, just to... Chris, Chris has been very much for Jake Paul, haven't you? Whereas I'm, I'm a boxing purist. So I want Tommy to do well. We kind of split me and Chris. But yeah, it, sorry, it, Steve. It's not. It's not like I'm a big, massive fan of Jake Paul. I, I, I mean, it's the people he's fighting. I, I you know, I, I assume he's going to win because of like you know, Ben Askren. He fought was never a, a striker in MMA. He was a wrestler. It had no stand-ups at all. So I knew that was going to happen. Tyron Woodley was a one of them, but Tyron Woodley's been gun shy for years when it comes to pulling the trigger. And when he did hit Jake Paul, he pulled away instead of going for it. And Tyson, uh, sorry, Tyron Woodley's like that. Uh, the Tommy Fury is just like. He didn't. He did not um, impress me at all in this last fight against a, a Bellator uh, bantamweight fighter, which he had the size over him as well. I know yeah, it's only took- four rounds, but it, he didn't look good. And his footwork, and he was getting caught with that. Um, it was an overhanded right as well. And yeah. uh, 
that just worries me going into a fight where it's high pressure and someone who, like Jake Paul who can take that pressure in and really give it, you know, I don't know. It just worries me in that situation. No, I, de- I definitely agree. I think, I think if, it, if, it, if the fight has mindset, you know, going into a fight isn't isn't 100% on the ball. You just have to look at Tyson Fury against Klitschko in, in the whole way, in the whole press conference, the whole sit-down. That man got into his... I think, I think Tyson... I think Klitschko threw about 48 shots in 12 rounds. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you look back and Tyson Fury had him beaten before he even... He, he made David Hay quit twice. Yeah. You know, because you just you could, listen to David Hay have an injury. David Hay is sitting now calling him out, saying he wants that fight. Yeah, it's a million pound in the bank for the kid. Of course, he wants that. But he's fight. got listen, yeah, but he's, so, he's got a problem with the Furies, though. Uh, David Hay, he's always always yeah, going against Tyson Fury. Yeah, but listen, money money talks, and you know, mm. if somebody rang me tomorrow and says, "Oh, you, you know, Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury's Otto Wallen." Wants to fight you for two million quid, you know. I'd, I'd, I'd take it. I'd take it tomorrow with a training camp, no problem. But you know that's you know David Hay. David Hay is doing the right thing, calling him out. And if he gets if he gets a million quid in the bank, fair play to him. But like I say, t- you know, going back to going back to what we're talking about about the mindset, and like you say, you know, is it is it in his head, and has Tommy has Tommy got the right mindset to go in there and take that pressure off him and listen Tommy loves his lifestyle he's a, he's a millionaire off the back of Love Island and yeah, you know, yeah. he's absolutely and his Instagram and all this and you know he, he doesn't have to box so that's that's another thing you know him sitting saying he's going to retire well, yeah great he, he retires and then he you know he's the next ASOS model Molly May is the next you know what was Tickle Pink or whatever it's called model <laughs> the, you know, the making they're making stupid money off the back of TikTok, stupid money off the back of Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So, you know, that for, for me, they don't, they don't, if, if he's sitting saying he's going to retire. Oh, great. His brother, his brother's a multimillionaire. His, his dad's probably not short of money. He's, and, and, and he's making millions, millions a year off the back of social media and, you know, opening clubs and traveling, traveling the world and going to Ibiza and Marbella and doing these daft, daft, Club doing an hour on the DJ booth for a hundred grand, and it's like you said, it's mind games leading up to the fight. But I think, I think, I think all Furies and that's that's going going to Huey as well, and I think all of them have got good chins, and you know, I think they've all got the right the 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 fighting mindset off the back of off the back of the way they've been brought up, and you know, Jake and Logan, I don't think they've got that mindset. I think they've. I think they've been brought up and you know with, with a lot of money and a rich family and the probably only fight that they had in school you know was off the back of them being the rich kid and I have the you know it, it can go either way as I say anybody's mm. got a fight anybody's got a punch yeah. chance but I just for me I just think I, I just think Tommy's Tommy's mindset and he's he's the fact he is a fighting fighting man will, will, will sort of overstep the line to him but. Listen, everyone. Everyone's worthy of an opinion, and as I say, it's, he's bringing in he's bringing in new fans, which is great. Both both of them are bringing in new fans to boxing, and it gives people like me the opportunity to gain gain more more following and more watchers who wouldn't necessarily have been watching two years ago. Absolutely, I, I totally agree with you. 
Uh, what else have we got, Chris? Uh, this one from Dan here. Yeah. Oh, hello, Dan. Yeah, Dan Terra Sporting. What does Steve think of some of the British boxing promotions or promoters like Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren? Obviously, you're with Ben Shalom. You know, boxer now, you know, the, the deal with Sky, which is huge. But yeah, your, your thoughts on Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren and how they promote and what they've been doing? Listen, the, 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 the millionaires off the back of what they've done over the years, do you know what I mean? And they've both they've, they've both they've both done well, and I, I think I think Frank Warren I think Frank Warren with, with the way he gets the pull, like Daniel Dubois, for instance, he's now ranked WBO number one. I don't know how that come about after you know losing against Joe Joyce, and then the next thing he's fighting for a WBO interim title off off mm. off the back of that, and mm. you know there's I think I think I think. For me, I think Frank Warren signs people, you know, promotes them. For you know, he didn't give Joe Joyce any gratitude to the back of the Daniel mm-hmm. Dubois. All he was talking about was Dubois come back, Dubois. But and I'm thinking Joe Joyce is your fighter, and you're not giving him any. And and this is the, Eddie Hearn done the same against Billy Joe and Canelo. All he was talking about was Canelo, Canelo, Canelo. And I'm thinking Billy Joe's your fighter as well. What, what, yeah, why? yeah. Why? Why is he? You know, why are you not talking about him? Why are you not talking? You're giving him no public. You know, you're giving him nothing to. And I think that that's the issue with promoters. You know, if they've got two fighters, they've always they've always got a favourite, and you know, are, are, are the push fighters forward? Look at Josh Kelly. You know, it's it, uh, a local lad, and he, was he pushed too much? Was he pushed too quick off the mm. back of anything in the? In the in the soon quick enough to to drop you like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I remember, I remember going back to football. I remember being at Leeds Academy till I was sixteen, and I remember being told, "Oh, you, you, you." David O'Leary was the manager at the time, and I remember mm-hmm. him sitting with me, Dad. I was fourteen, and when I was fourteen, I was miles above everybody, and I hit fifteen, sixteen, and I sort of, I sort of leveled off, and people started to get mm-hmm. higher. You know, it's fifteen, sixteen. You, 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 I, I, I left school with no GCSEs. I was a little shit. I was naughty because in my head I was going to be the next, you know, England number one keeper because that's the way that you're fed with shit. You're fed with lies. And that's not just football. That's in boxing. That's in all sports. And, you know, I turned 16 and they went, you either get a contract or they release you. And they said, bye-bye. And I'm sat thinking, fuck, I've got no GCSEs. I've been a little bit, I got kicked out of school. I've got nothing to fall back on. Where do I go from here? What, what yeah. do I what, what do I do? And you know, boxing's the same. You, the build you up, the build you up, the build you up. They put you in against someone. You you then fall, then they throw you out, and you're you're sitting thinking, shit. I've 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 put everything. I put all my eggs into one basket, and now now where do I go? Do do I go? You know, do I do I take do I take the punch of Going on ticket sales and fighting on small horse shows when last year I was fighting for a, for a British title on a on a you know on a on a matchroom card, but because you've got too much pride and you don't want to do that, you just end up you know getting a nine to five and something that you don't want to do. And this is when mental health kicks in, and this is when you yeah. don't know you know. And I think I think them two are the worst for that. I really do. I think I think the the build you up. To, to to kick you mm-hmm. up the arse and throw you out and it, it's 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 you know I would would sit and talk about mental health and I think that's the worst thing for it because mm-hmm. 
once you've once you've been there you're back down there they should be building you back up to there you know but they don't they just say bye-bye and and you know a lot of a lot of fighters and because there's only sort of three main promoters out there <coughs> now with sky sports and ben shalom frank warren and eddie Hearn, unless you're saying well you know you've got the likes of al siesta and stuff and black flash who are, who are building up and taking your place and taking people places but you know, as a boxer, the dream is to sign with one of them three, and mm-hmm. I'm in a fortunate enough position where I'm, you know, I've signed for them. But I think, I think them two are, are, are really bad for building you up and throwing you mm-hmm. away. And I, I, I think that's really, really, you know, I think it's a shame that that happens. And mm-hmm. what you know, if you've lost a fight, there should be. But like, look, I'm, I'm just hoping because I think Anthony Fowler is an absolute gentleman. And I, I really like him, and I seen he posted that he's stepping up weights. I just hope that Eddie Hearn sticks with him and gets him another good couple of fights because he's got a lot to offer. And I want to, you know, as I say, I do, I, I want to see. For me, I want to see everybody do well. And anybody else, I know the sacrifices every single person's making. And I message, you know, I, I done a post on Instagram wishing we follow the best of luck. And, you know, I hope he bounces back and I hope he gets some wins on the back of his belt. And for me, as I say, I, I know the sacrifice every single person makes who steps through that ring. I know the eight weeks camp, the sacrifices they make. I know the diet and I know that, you know, the... The social side of things so for me i just want to see everybody do well which is probably the reason why i don't sit and call people out and i'm not going to sit and start telling such and such as a dickhead and i want to fight him because that's just not me because mm. for me i think anybody who steps in that ring deserves the credit that they get absolutely absolutely you know good question that dan sorry uh chris no I'm just- Steve, the way you're talking about it, you know, talking about Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren and all the obviously different organisations and, and, you know, the different organisations that hold belts. I, I, Mid Show spoke about this plenty of times. Um, would you feel like the way that UFC do it or just say mart- mixed martial arts companies do it, uh, you know, it's just one person or one company that runs the whole division set. Would you, would you feel like boxing would be better if it was just that? Instead of having to go to A to B to C, you, you you're in the UFC. You speak to Dana White and or Sean Shelby or whoever the matchmakers are, and it's just that one person. You're not having to you know jump here, jump there, go for all these different hoops, you know, to get a, a match or to sign up with someone to get into boxing. I think I think it would work better, but at the same time, I don't think it would give the opportunities for you know the people lower so talking back to when wwe was wwf they had the european the intercontinental and the Mm -hmm. heavyweight title right three titles you had european and your intercontinental who was sort of the lower fight as you know the al snows the ken shamrocks and and, Mm. and what have you the gold dusts and all them then you know you stepped up to vader kane you know, to the middle ones, and then you step up higher again to your likes of Austin, Bret Hart, or Michaels, what people watched boxing for, uh, wrestling for. You know, people would go and pay £12 to watch Survivor Series WrestleMania for the likes of Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Triple H, Degeneration X, Stone Cold. You know, you, you paid for them, you watched mm-hmm. it for them, you stayed up at 1 a.m. to watch in your house, SmackDown versus Raw, SmackDown Raw, you stayed up to watch it. And you you know, you knew what was coming. 
And for me, boxing's similar to that. Boxing, you know, you, you pay for the big fights. You don't pay for the seven undercard fights. You pay for the main fight. But you sit and watch the seven undercard fights and you enjoy it and, you you know, you, you learn and you, you watch it and you think, oh, well, actually, I like that kid. He's good. And, he's... and I think for, for me, boxing should... should there's there's levels in boxing and you know as you say the UFC you've got one one belt but does that give the amount you know you've got Bellator and you've got other sort of governing bodies springing off the UFC and to get in the UFC you've got to be the creme de la creme of, of mixed martial arts so you know for for boxing I think I think I think could there, could there be sort of a, you know like a smaller a smaller show like Bellator is to UFC and you, you, yep. like kickboxing you've got Glory and you you know you've got the other the other governing bodies could boxing have that possibly or could they just go down the route of there's three titles there's the one for the people at the top who are ranked you know one to six and they've got to fight three times a year for listen Mike Tyson was fighting eight times a year ten times a year. Now, some fighters are fighting once every two years. Mm. I, 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 I don't mm. get it. See, for me, Crazy. if Ben Strong rang me tomorrow and says, right, you're fighting on the, 30th, the 20th of November, the 11th of December, the 28th of December, obviously injury permitted, mm. I'd, I'd be like, perfect. Not not because of the money. The, the money's irrelevant. Like, I'm, mm. I'm talking about because... For me, that's where you learn. You, you, you can sit in the gym eight hours a day. You can spar 20 rounds a week. But you're only going to learn from there. And, you know, I think I think there needs to be more fights happening for people to be able to build the way up and to get their titles. So, to your question, can, should it only be one belt? I don't think so because I think boxing's a lot bigger than the UFC. There's a lot yeah, more yeah, yeah. In, invested in it whereas you know could I think I think looking at the wrestling side of things I think there should be something like the Intercontinental or European the heavyweight the best the top 10 then you know the next the middle and then the people at the bottom that's who they fight for but these interim titles that listen they're, they're talking about taking them away because what do they mean what, what so Daniel DeBoer's in, in contention to fight Tyson Fury next, no, we're no Dillian mm -hmm. White. So by having these in interim titles, Cash Ali's the IBF interim. So what? He's mm -hmm. next to fight Usyk. The, the mean nothing. The, you know, it looks good. It's great for sponsorships. It's great for you as a boxer. You've, you've got this belt, and it's great for building you as a as a as a person, as a fight, and it's great. It looks great, but when it comes to actually meaning anything in the boxing world, it, it, you know it. it it doesn't, and it's unfortunate. We have the same problem in the UFC, though. We've got one uh, this weekend, uh, PTM versus uh, Corey Sanhagen, because uh, Aljo is injured, he's got neck issues, so they've moved that uh, the fight uh, PTM versus Sanhagen as an interim title. See, I, I have this problem with interim titles. I don't like them. I think if you're the next in line for the title and you have to fight someone, then that's the number one contender fight. There shouldn't be any belts involved. So if you win that, you fight the, the champion. If you yes. lose that, the person that beats you fights the champion. I, I, I've never been a fan of interim belts. I think the only way they would work, I'd say now for mixed martial arts standard, if the, the guy, the person who's the champion is out for a, an extended period of yeah. time, you know, with, you know, open circumstances, sort of injury, or, yes. you know, something's happened. Yeah. That's the only time they work. I Like UFC fling, fling interim titles 
quite often, and if I think it's not just me, it frustrates the whole fan base gets frustrated because you know, I mean, the champion should hold the belt, not the interim. You fight for the title, and that should be it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Right. Anyway, Steve, Steve, can I just ask for you, yeah. Pyre, a question? Um, your your nickname, obviously, there's two nicknames now. So I want to know how the USSR title nickname came in. And obviously, Drago 2.0, because of your likeness to Drago from the Rocky movies, was that yourself calling yourself that, or did somebody else <laughs> give you the nicknames? No, How did that come uh, to be? It cut it come off the it come off the back of just Whenever I went, Mark, Mark would get phone calls, me coach, and he, he, the, the, the just sort of say, oh, was, um, have you got, have you got that heavyweight ready for sparring? That that one that looks like Ivan Drago, and would would go to the ABAs or would when we're boxing for England, would travel, and people would be like, ah, it's Ivan Drago, Jesus, Dublin, it's Ivan Drago, <laughs> and it just it just come to the point where it it was normal. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't I wasn't even getting called Stephen I wasn't getting called you know it would just be like oh is Ivan Drago training now and when I turned when I turned pro the whole the whole gimmick thing, and listen you know Newcastle shorts Newcastle top Newcastle walk in great oh right he's from Newcastle he walks in mm. with the Newcastle shorts black and white shorts cliche Right, wow, great! You know he's a supporter of Newcastle. I think mean, I don't have to. I don't have to prove to anybody I'm a supporter of Newcastle. You know, but and the whole the whole USSR thing was. I think it was just a gimmick where we thought, right, you know, we've turned pro now. Let's go off the back of the red and yellow, the Ivan Drago shorts. Let's, you know, Rocky wasn't sensational hit, and I've been I've been called it now for sort of. Six year of the uh, within boxing, so we just we just decided to go along with it and mm. and you know give it give it a go and see how it went. And it's it's worked well. Yeah, but you do look Chris. like him though, so you can't get away <laughs> from that. Though. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. I'm trying, um, for, I'm trying to look for a photo of me real dad just to show you. I look not like him. Now, man must have been at a comic con back in the day. Dolph Lundgren, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Got all... Absolutely brilliant, mate. There's loads of comments here. Um... Right, we're going to have to get through these because time constraints. So, yeah, we'll get through all these now. Heels, rules, afternoon, Stu, Chris and Steve. Is Steve planning to take on Wilder? Battle of the knockout artists. Also, serious question, is Steve more technical than people give him credit for? Good question, that Heels, rules. Heels, rules, uh, you know... <laughs> Nobody's nobody's getting to see my technical side. I've, I've four four and a half minutes and three knockouts. It's it's been, it's hard to show a technical side. But if you if you go back to me my first fight, Sean Duffy, everyone said, you know, I think the guy had had six, won four, lost two, was on the back of the was on the back of beating a beating a four and and you know, people were saying, Oh, it's a hard a hard fight to take and you know, it it took us two minutes, two minutes to stop him and, and I boxed. I knocked him. I knocked him down with a jab, and he got back up. I hit him with a one-two, one to the body, a right up. I cut, and the referee jumped in because he was he was out on the ropes. And you know, I, I actually I, I boxed really well on that one. And mm. you know, be, but I, because it was on because it was on an MTK sort of small hole show, people didn't see that. And the, the, if if you YouTube Stephen Robinson, there's a fight. There's an amateur fight against Delicious Oreo. 
and it was for the English title. And I had, if you look at me weighing, I weighed in 106 kilo, which is which is seven kilo lighter than I was. And I had, I had taken nothing away from Delicious from that fight. I had had food poisoning two two weeks leading up to that fight, and I was Mark wanted to pull us out and. For me, I've never pulled out of a fight. I wouldn't pull out of a fight. And I went down there and I was, uh, you, you, you can watch it. I didn't hire a punch. I was absolutely like fucked mentally, mm. physically, like I had nothing in it. So anybody that watches that, people people will post comments on, on people, you know, on reviews going, well, just watch them against Delicious Oil. Just four and a half year ago. Like, yeah. <laughs> what can you, what can you learn in four and a half year? You know, it's, 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 you know, but, as I say, I, I, I'm actually quite a good boxer. <laughs> but <laughs> I, 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 listen, I'll, I'll show that. I'll show that. You know, when when it comes to it, and I think people people will say that I'm I'm good at working on the back foot. I'm good at working on the front foot, and I'm good at working on the inside. And as I say, for me, it's it's not a hobby. It's it's a, it's a lifestyle. And you know, I spend I spend two times a day every day, which I've done for seven years, learning learning the the art of boxing and. You know, have I still got a lot to learn? Of course I have. And everybody's got a lot to learn. I remember I remember going down and sparring Anthony Joshua and you know, Rob McClacken would jump into the ring during the middle of the spar and, and be telling him what, what, what he needs to do. And you think this is the this is the two time world champion and Olympic gold medalist and he's still getting getting taught how to turn his shots in. So no matter what level you get, you still you know, you're still learning, you're always learning like anything, you you know. Like any sport, you're always, always, always learning. You can do everything better. So, you know, uh, but I would, I would like to show people that I'm actually not a big dopey knockout. Not, <laughs> not, <it's> been, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not actually a bad boxer. And, uh, no, know, man. and hopefully, hopefully, I'll be able to showcase that, and and you know, in the next, in the next show. And, but listen, if somebody comes to fight and doesn't go on the back foot and isn't a negative boxer, I think the knockout's going to come regardless. You've got good, that good great question. Equalizer. You've got that great equaliser, Steve, as well, though. So you know, I mean, you've got that power punch, and you know, not a lot of people have, you know, have that garnered power in in a in a in a, in, in a fist. So I mean, you can be technical, but if you want to be rough, you use your power, don't you? Yeah. Like, of course. Well, of course, and you'll but, see, you know. Yeah, I think I think as a as a fighter, you, you you know when I mean you know as I say, listen, when I get out of that ring, it's 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 Valhalla, it's me or him, and yeah. I think you know you, you when I caught him with the left hook and the right hook, he, he sort of stumbles backwards, and obviously I I didn't realise that he was knocked out because as he stumbles backwards, he then stumbles forward, so that's why if if you see the fight, I run over because I'm just thinking he's hurt. I'm thinking he's stumbling backwards, so I'm running over to give him a straight right hand. But obviously, you know, he's he's as he's took two steps back, he's took two steps forward and he's fell. But you know, you've got that in you've got to have that instinct. Listen, I'm the nicest kid in the world when it comes when it comes to you know, I'll I'll, I'll shake anybody's hand, I'll get a picture with anybody, I'll do anything for anybody. But when I'm in that ring and that you know to come come Thursday, I was talking to Reese and shook his hand, introduced myself. Come Friday, the way in, I, you know, I, I didn't want to talk to him. <laughs> no disrespect yeah, to Reese. Yeah. Saturday, Saturday night after the fight, I would have went and had, you know, a pint of soda water in line with him. But, you know, come come Friday, that, that you know, there's there's no, there's no Mr. Mr. Nice Guy. And come Saturday, come fight night, it, as I say, it's Valhalla. It's, you know, 
it's 300 it's me or him and and that's how you that's that's always my mindset and i know unless you're carrying me out of that ring in a stretcher there's 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 no there's no stopping us good good answer chris any more comments before we close yeah. out mark lloyd hello frequent viewer for us on the show would steve ever consider doing wrestling also, was he ever a fan or a fan now of wrestling? And Lewis Young's asked the same question on Facebook. Do you like wrestling? So, yeah, just to encapsulate WWE and, you know, what you liked about WWE. And, yeah, considering going into wrestling further down the line. So, my first ever show, I, I was it was, it was 1997. It was a bit, funnily enough, I'm meant to be fighting in the arena when the first ever live show wasn't. We won, we won tickets on the radio um, to go to the wrestling down at Birmingham and, and meet and greet. And I remember it was Legion Doom versus the Headbangers for the tag team title. Stone Cold, Bret Hart, Vader, they were, they were, they were all there. And I remember going down and, you know, I, I got to meet and greet them all and I got photos with everyone. I remember sitting in the arena and, and just being in awe of everything that was going on and, and thinking in my head, one day I want to do this. You know, one day I want to walk down into an arena with thousands of people screaming and chanting and holding signs up. And it, it for me, that was, that, that meant from that day forward. And then two, about a year later, I went to my first football game. And it was, funny enough, it was Everton. It was Everton away and it was in 2000. Sorry, it was Everton at home and it was in the Carlin Cup and he has beat one penalties. And I remember being at St. James's Park thinking like, you know, nine-year-old thinking that there's, there's 52,000 people on a, on a Tuesday night pissing down with rain, you know, singing, chanting, screaming. I can remember just thinking, wow, like this is, this is what I want to do. And I got to do that the other day. And as I said... I live in a I live in an eighty thousand pound council house, getting picked up off a two hundred grand Bentley. I, I you know off Sky, and I'm sitting thinking, you know, people, all the kids in the street are getting the photos outside the Bentley. Yeah. And I'm sitting the, the the Sunday after, I'm sitting watching me Littlewoods telly that I pay seventy four quid a month for watching me sell on Sky Sports, knock someone out. It's, it's still Imagine. just like so surreal, and um, you know, every single day I'm pinching myself, thinking this is. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid from from a normal family, a normal background, with with nothing and never, you know, with a with a dream, and and, and it's all happening. So, you listen, I, I, I absolutely dream to be part of the wrestling one day, and you know, and get. I, listen, like mankind, they can chuck me off the top of the hell of a stone. <laughs> as long as, as long as I get, as long as I get to get to be in be in an arena and, and be part of the wrestling, and I absolutely love that. And like I say, regardless whether the users to users to smash a four by two over my head or throws off a ladder, I couldn't I couldn't give a shit. As long as I, as long as it happens, it would be an unbelievable. It would be as I say, it was a dream. That was my first ever dream at seven year old watching watching that at the Birmingham NEC and you know, thinking one day I want to do that. So to one day do that it would just be another tick on the bucket list. What would awesome. you call yourself? What would you be your wrestling name? Or well, knowing Vince, yeah. he'd look he'd look at you and go, Oh, Drago, you'll be Russian. You can see <laughs> Disney, Disney Drago. Disney Disney Drago or something. I just I just yeah. dress as like a Disney princess or something. I just <laughs> I, just, I, 
I'd have, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to have a think about that. It's, it's a bit of a on the spot, on the spot question. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a dream I would love. Heels, heels rules, and we're me and Chris are in full agreement with you, Steve. You are too humble, but you're grounded. You can see that, and, and from talking to you today, which is a great quality to have, you know, in amongst the pizzazz of boxing and everything that goes with it. Brett Thomas, how did you not get the Creed yeah. two part as his son? How did that? Actually, how did that happen? Good question, Brett. We actually applied for it. We actually so you did. applied for it. Um, funnily, funnily enough, the the they said that they, they got back. It was it was Mark, my boxing manager and coach, who applied for it. And I think they had gotten back and said, "Oh, we're wanting somebody with a with a sort of Eastern European accent." Um, and you know it, it 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 didn't come off, but and I think I think Dolph London wouldn't want us there because he owes us, <laughs> he owes us CSA. So if I had it turned up, I would have been like, "Listen, I want I want some money. I, you, you know, you've you've missed you've missed all my birthdays and Christmases. You pissed off to the shop 30, 30 odd year ago, and you've never come back. So pay up. <laughs> so I don't think he wanted us there." <laughs> Uh, what else have I got for you? Uh, honest yeah, beyond reasonable. Clark, yeah, honest beyond reasonable. Hi all, Steve. I can see beating AJ on his day. High praise indeed there from Honest Beyond Reasonable, Steve. Yeah. High praise indeed. What do you think yeah. of that that comment, Steve? Yeah. Listen, all, listen. That's that's oh, how yeah. that happened, right? Yeah. That's 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 me and AJ there. He played the song as I walked in. As I walked in, listen. I appreciate, I appreciate that, but like I've just said earlier, listen, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people are criticising AJ at the minute, and he's not getting the credit he deserves. He's a gold medalist, a two-time world yeah. champion. He's, you know, he's 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 an unbelievable boxer. And people are saying, yeah, but he fought seventeen. You know, he fought seventeen people at the cup. Is the what coming to the end of the career? He fought a Parker, who had recently just been beat. He fought a Pavetkin, who was retiring. He fought a Pulev, and you know, Klitschko was retiring. Dillian White was it was only his fifth fight in. The bloke, the bloke's an Olympic gold medalist, and you know he lives and breathes the sport. And you know, did he did he do the best against Dusik? Was his tactics wrong? Yeah, but, but I think he knows that. You know, mm. he he knows that. And the first fight against Ruiz was just you know he had him down. He, he went in for the kill and he got caught with a daft overhand sh loop and shot mm -hmm. at the top of the head. He was, you know, and it's heavyweight boxing that can happen. But listen, give give AJ the credit he deserves. He's he's an, you know he's he's a good boxer, you know, and and he's good for the sport. He's you know he's he's giving kids the reason to go get into the sport and. He started. He started off the back of seeing his cousin to Gail win an Olympic medal, and his story's good. And you know, he's he's a he's a role model. He's a role model to kids. And I think I don't think he's getting. It. Listen, I want to see him come back against Dusik, use his weight, bully him, throw him around. For instance, people sitting criticizing my last performance. Was was Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder three the best fight? Was it? It was shocking from a boxing perspective. But did Tyson Fury do what he needed to do? Bully him, get into his head, hurt him, and and just you know, give everything he's got and just throw him around and and manhandle him. Yeah, that's what he done. He got the win. He got the belt. So was Klitschko the best boxer? Smash, grab, jab, grab, hit to one, two, grab. 
you know, but did he hold the titles for X amount of years? Is he living the best life, you know, on a farm and on a farm and you know, Kiev with with millions of pounds in his bank? Yeah. So people can sit and people can sit and call call people and I know that question. I know you were, by the way, mate. I know you were calling Joshua, and I appreciate the I appreciate the fact that you know you're saying that. But mm. listen, jo- Joshua's Joshua's a phenomenal yeah. fighter, and you know I've 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 spent a lot of time with him down the GB team, and I've I've sparred with him. You know, and and I, I think I think the bloke I think the bloke gets a lot of doesn't get the credit he deserves off the back of a couple of losses. And listen, he's he's all that now. Let's see what he what he can do against Usyk in the rematch. Mm-hmm. You know, it becomes it becomes then take us back to the UK. Yeah. For what if, if, if he becomes a third time uh, free time champion as well, what an incredible story! Again, you know, he's he's I know he's got to go into Usyk's backyard for this rematch supposedly yeah. in February and. Uh, just before we move on from that, what do you think about Rob McCracken not not training him now because he's been with him with a number of years for a number of years through Team GB? Do you think that's the right option bringing somebody else in to change the way potentially? What are your thoughts on that before we go? Definitely, you, you, you know, Rob McCracken was asking Anthony Joshua to to box a better boxer, and that you know. To, to, he, he was falling short of the jab. He, he was jabbing like that. He was tra- He was pouring, and you know that overhand, that overhand right was catching as well. Overhand left because he southpaw was, was catching him every single time because if he had rammed that jab in and hoisted it mm. stiff and then grabbed him, it would have and, and threw him around. You know, he's a, he, like me. He's a natural six foot seven, seventeen stone man. That's that's his natural weight. Usyk's first fight was at light heavy. Mm. His first amateur fight was at light heavyweight. Mm. So his natural weight isn't yet. Obviously now he's just, you know he's, he's took shape into his body and you know he's, he's he's carrying 15 and a half, 16 stone. But a natural 17 and a half stone man should be just absolutely bullying him. And I think I think Rob McCracken is an unbelievable coach when it comes to boxing you know and and he was getting joshua to you know try and work on things that wasn't working and unfortunately i think off the back i don't know if you've seen the ifl tv interview last night that was an hour long with joshua um i don't know if you've watched that yet or anybody not, that not yet yeah, I, I watched it, it last not, night as well it's not a, yet it's a good one uh, and I think Joshua, like he says, I'm I'm I'm, F, I'm fucking sick of losing. I'm sick of everything that's going on, and you know I I know what I need to do. And I think he's doing I think he's doing the right thing. But him and Rob won't fall out. You know he'll he'll he'll, he'll stick with him, and you'll have him there in the corner. And if Rob if Rob's any any type of any type of real man, he'll, he'll appreciate you know that he's moving on. He'll be there to help him, and he'll be there to guide him. You know, Mark said to me. If if somebody comes in and offers you something that I can't, you know, I'll I'll you know I'll I'll let you go. And I think anyone as a friend and as a boxing coach will, will do that. You you just want the best for the fight, Alan. I think I think Anthony will, will go away. And I think you know I think you'll put on a stone, and I think you'll really really rough Usyk up because he knows that's the only way to beat him. He mentioned a lot in that interview. So sorry, Stu. Um, no, no, you're all right. Carry on. Wanting to go out on his shield, didn't he? He said he wants to go out on his shield. He said in that interview yesterday, um, you yeah. know, as well as saying he he would, would be open to train with Tyson Fury as well for the fight, which 
you know, I think that's big news as well. I think they both can teach each other, teach each other a lot of things. As well, not obviously give too much away because we do want them to come together and fight at some point. But I think he was really honest about himself in that interview. Um, you know, say, 100%. And it was good to see. It was I found it really refreshing to have Anthony Joshua not play to sort of TV and just actually be Anthony Joshua and be honest yeah. about himself. Yeah, yeah. It was I, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And to be honest, I enjoyed the the ones with Gary Neville. Um, yeah. When, when they were both when they were both sitting talking to Gary Neville on YouTube, another two great interviews and. If people haven't, you know, watched them, they're, they're they're another two good watchers, and you know, I think I think I think he knows. I think he knows. Oh, I'm just getting a little battery. Uh, yeah, no problem, no problem, Steve. Uh, this might turn uh, off. Chris, any more comments before we close out with Steve? Because he's busy today with stuff going on. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, just, uh, just to close out. I'll give you a football one, Steve. Hey, right, Dante response sake again. Is Steve a Newcastle football fan? Also, we know the answer to this. What's he making of the takeover? And I wanted to ask you this, but Dan Dan's putting it to you, which is great. A bit of football to close out. Dan, do you know what it is? It's pissing us off all these people saying that's a disgrace, Newcastle are the richest club in the world. It's this, it's that. It's you know, you've I'm got jealous. politicians. Politicians are bringing it up. Keir Starmer's bringing it up. Listen, and then same dickheads will be the ones buying World Cup tickets and going to Qatar. You know, a place mm-hmm. that have got the exact same same beliefs as Saudi, right? But the mm-hmm. same people who are sitting calling will be going to Qatar and they'll be buying World Cup tickets. So everybody can piss off and appreciate <laughs> with being a shit team, right? With with. 52,000 people in the championships still well, had the highest attendance ever in a championship. There's still 52,000 people. There's the, every single, there'll not be a Newcastle fan in the world sees the like Mike Ashley, but we're still sold out every single ticket. There's still 60,000 people waiting for a season ticket year in, year out, right? And we've done this with no glory for 58 years, okay? So now, it, you know, We've become the richest club in the world, and I think I think we deserve the you know the fact that we're an unbelievable supporting team. You know, mm-hmm. I think we are really, really. We just love the club, and and that's not just football. You know, three and a half thousand people go to the basketball. They had to make a basketball arena because they were selling. They were you know they were they were too big at the. You know, at the at the local university, there was only eight hundred tickets, so they had to go and make a three and a half thousand seater. They had to go and make a new ice rink for Whitley Bay. You know, because there was there was too many people wanting wanting tickets to the game. So you've got basketball, you've got ice hockey, you you know sports that you you know Newcastle are such an. And look at the arena the other day. There was eleven thousand people. At the arena, you know, Amazing. there for, for boxing. And, you know, no matter what, I can guarantee 52,000 people, if if Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields end up fighting for a title in a year's time, that'll happen at St. James's Park. There'll be 52,000 people there. You know, we're a very, very proud, loyal, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful city. And, you know, I think I think we deserve what's happening to what I really do. Of the fact of all the shit that we've had, we might actually, I think we deserve this. What a what a city! What a city in general! Yes, yeah, yeah. It don't come. They don't come more bigger for passion in world sports than than up, up there up in the north on the tune, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Thank you. I have appreciate that. Because there's too I, many there's too many people saying that we don't deserve it and it's a disgrace and it's uh, what would shot. the other what would the other clubs be doing? Uh, you know, yeah. if, if Everton if Everton had the buyout for the amount of money they're worth, who's gonna who's gonna turn it down? Who's not gonna love love the fact oh. that you know they're gonna you could be dominant in another couple of years? Yeah, but we're not dominant, Stuart. We had all that money <laughs> and, and we spent no. it on shit. But when you look when you look at what Usman off and Mashiri are worth, and then you look at the Saudi takeover, it's just next level how much yeah. they're worth. It's crazy. Yes. But then FFP lads. It's going to be the financial fair play, then, isn't it? Yeah, Which, yeah but, but it's beautiful because we've we've not because Mike Ashley, the dickhead, hasn't spent any money, yeah. and we're being constantly <laughs> in profit. We're allowed to spend seven hundred million. That's the FFP. So right, you know, okay. Uh, I, 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 I have. First. I've seen that. You know, well, well, listen. Why don't we bring Townsend back? You say, he's hey, yeah, yeah. No, you're not having. You're not having him back. You're yeah, you can him have him. You can have him back, but it's going to. No, you're not. It will come to you. No, you can have him. Fantastic, Chris. Anything? Anything else before we get Steve to plug his socials, like Instagram, where people can find him? Before we go, got one final one that. There you go, Brett. There Brett, they are, Steve. Thank Thanks, Steve. You've been you a great guest. They put that in here at the end as well. Andy, Andy likes the pulls. So, yeah, you've got a new follower. follower. Did you see the Mike Tyson interview the other day when he's, yeah, look, my, my wife loved them people, man. The, but the beautiful wife beaches, man. I fucking love them. <laughs> I was just sitting, I was just, the, the bloke, Mike Tyson, he's just a little stoner now and just loves yeah. life, doesn't he? It's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, everything I watch about him, I just sit and smile from start to finish. He's just, you know, he's, yeah. he's found God. He's found, he's found the, the sort of ritual side of life. He's sitting licking toads and smoking trees and he's just, he's a new man. <laughs> and, he, and, he is, and, he, and he will be fighting Logan Paul in February. So I'll, I'll look forward to that. I really will. Steve, where can the viewers find you? I know you're on Instagram. So yeah, where can they find you, mate, and follow your, your quest yeah. as you, you know, go Stephen, up from four and oh. I'm only, I'm only on Instagram and it's Stephen... Robinson underscore USSR, uh, and I appreciate all the following. I appreciate the support of everybody. I appreciate you guys having us on. Everybody who's oh, watching live now, comment. Like I say, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a normal kid from a, from a council house, and, and you know, this is, this is everything that's happening in my life is just surreal. And you know, as I say, as I said earlier, I'm a, I'm a big believer. Anybody can do anything with the right mindset and the right people around them. So anybody who is watching, who wants, you know, who's got kids who are suffering at school, are suffering, you know, are are, are used as is people watching. If you, if you know, if there is a job you want, or there is a sports team you want to go and join, or there is a club you want to join, or a gym, just just do it because you know, there's too many people live life and with too many regrets in 10 year 10 you become too old and listen like i say just everybody who's watching everybody who's you know supporting just just go and do something with yourself and you won't regret it and you know give it a try no matter what it is and you know give give it your all and it'll, it'll work out it'll work out for you fantastic great great viewpoints there good you know the youngsters will take a lot from that absolutely and uh yeah Thank you very much, Steve. Thank USSR you. Robinson Drago 2.0. We've got to get that in as well for coming yeah, on for a special, yeah. special fight of focus. And we look forward to seeing what's coming up with you with Boxer, hopefully November yeah. and December. Yeah. And uh, we'll get you, we'll get you back on per, uh, pre, 
pre-fight. It's you know, been a pleasure, Adam. Thank you very much. Yeah, That's thank it. you for coming on, mate. Thank yeah. you very Absolute much. Absolute star, really mate. It. Absolute star. We look up to you, mate. Absolutely. Lovely. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. Take care, everybody watching. And thank you. you for watching as well. See thank you, you care, mate. Bye-bye. See you, mate. Absolutely fantastic there. And we will be back at 3 p.m. for the latest for UFC 267. Chris it's has been two, waiting. Two, 267 heavy this week. And then the following week as well, Chris, which you've been waiting for. You know, you've got 268 back to back. You've been waiting for this. But yeah, just to go back to Steve Robinson there. What a fantastic insight yeah, into brilliant. his career. It was good talking about the football there. WWE, wasn't it, Chris? Really enjoyed that. It was fantastic. What a guy. Yeah. What it's an inspiration, you know, in talking about, you know, going off and doing things that, you know, you want to do. This is what we started the show is. We want to do the show. And, I, you know, I mean, I find it, it's really inspiring because obviously we don't get, get told we can't do it. But we do this because we love the sport. And it's like, you know, it's good to have that inspiration from the guy as well. Absolutely. So, yes, we will be back. It will be episode 36 because we've just done 35 as a special fight of focus. So, yeah, thank you for all your comments for Steve as well. And as we said, pre-fight, pre um, they're looking at scheduling for November or December, boxer. So we will try and get him back on, won't we, Chris, before the yeah, fight happens? Yeah, 100% we will. Okie dokie. See you all at three o'clock across Facebook and YouTube and podcast form, hopefully by tomorrow for both episodes. Right, we'll see you in a few short hours. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.